Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips to help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha. And um, I, I, well, we're going to have a great show today, but I'm hoping the two other guests, because I did text them and say what time, because I've been changing my time, which is something else I probably should talk about. I, I think I'm going to probably have to get a regular time because I've been doing this now for all these years, but I'm trying to accommodate people because then when I go, oh, if someone's in California, it's eight o'clock for them. So make it at noon for Eastern. So I think I'll work that out. But today we have one person here so far. Delta will be here. Susie will be here. But we have E.R. White, and her name is Lori. So I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself, and then we'll just start talking about romance. <laughs> Good morning. I hope. I am. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm, I'm E.R. White, also uh, more reliably known as Lori to my friends and family. Um, I make no secret of who I am, so it's it's nice to, to be here. Thank you for having me, Marsha. Oh, you're welcome. Um, thank you. And I write contemporary romance. Um, I've been writing and publishing now for three years. I write um, small town, and um, most recently I've gotten into writing mafia romance. And everything I write has a little touch of suspense to it. Um, and um, let's see, I've published about 19 books so far in that three-year span of time. Yep, I have two different pen names, the E.R. White name and also Evie Ray. I write Reverse Harem under Evie Ray. That's a little little spicier than the E.R. Yeah. White. Uh, <laughs> But still very popular. Well, well, I've had everybody. I've had, I've had every kind of author on, right? So I, I get it. <laughs> when I started this show, I went like, oh, people would say we're going to do erotic. And I said, at that time, it was like 15 years ago. And I go, oh, fine. I'll just do them. Because I was doing a show at a, another network, uh, Red River. So I went, oh, fine. I'll just do it. So then I've been having shows with everybody that does everything. It doesn't matter. You know? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, so, I mean, because, yeah, pop, it's whatever's popular and whatever they want to do. I'm good with it. Absolutely. And, and the Evie Ray name actually really started as a marketing decision. Uh, reverse harem is a very hot um, subgenre of romance. And I really, truly, you know, I enjoyed reading it, but I, I really wanted to jump in on that um, as a marketing decision. And uh, the first two books that I wrote with it, Bad Neighbors. You want to talk about that a little? You want to talk, you want to talk about that? Reverse. So some people might not know exactly what that is. Oh, exactly what it is. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's uh, what well, harem in general, when you think about it in Eastern terminology, is one man and a multitude of women. 
And so reverse harem is just the opposite. It's one woman and several men. And so it takes the idea um, of uh, male power and it flips it on its head and it delivers that power back to the woman. And so it's popular for that reason, uh, whether yeah, women yeah. realize that or not. And, and that's the thing with romance in general. Um, romance is a genre is it's so popular because power in the hands of the woman. Um, I'm not sure a lot of women really fully understand that on a psychological level, but um, it, it just, it, it gives women so much pleasure and power because it gives them exactly what they want. Uh, right, but, right, right. I, yeah, I, I just think a ahead. lot of people, you know, I mean, it's a power woman actually, yes. in the reverse, you know, because I think when you say, you know, when people, because a lot of people don't know what that is, and every time I hear it, it's like, you know, and your cover definitely shows it. There's no doubt. You miss that. that Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) One woman, and she has, she has, you know, her her different men, and and usually when you have that story, um, the different guys, fulfill different needs uh and and it's it's absolutely a fantasy i mean there there are real relationships out there you know increasingly yeah. where oh yeah um people are exploring these things with polyamory and that and that kind of thing but it's a fantasy um you know you might oh, have right. one I guy think that's Wait, go ahead. yeah i mean it's it's you know one guy might be a cinnamon roll type of type of fellow and another guy might be the the alpha in the relationship and the other guy might be um, the, um, the jokester, uh, you know, it's, you know, different, different roles that appeal to the heroine, um, you know, whatever, whatever heroine I'm writing, but, uh, right. endless, endless opportunities, um, right. and combinations. It's, it's and, the whole, right. And it might, just, be, it might be fun. in a lot of women's minds that they don't think they even think about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. It, it was totally new to me when I started reading them. And they're very different from the other books that I write, uh, the small town romances or the mafia romances. That's really very, different. very different. I do the yeah. sweet romances now, yes. It's very, uh-huh. very different. And, yes. you, and know, I, um, you know, I, I think people, you know, like that's what you're doing different. You're trying things. That's a good thing. Sure, sure. And I, I do want to stress, too, uh, because it's a common misconception, they're not erotica. Uh, unless that's something the author really sets out to do. Erotica uh, books as a genre are um, driven by sex. Reverse harem is, is a genre, uh, if, if that's what you're writing, are plot driven. <laughs> um, right. Like the, the first two that I wrote, I think there might have been three sex scenes total in the book in the last 70% of the book. <laughs> um, See, that's so, interesting. You know, See, I think that's the, that's the other thing because people, I think when we all have to put ourselves in genres, I think that's mm-hmm. probably not great only because we all have to do that because of Amazon and whatever. But I think it cuts out a whole group of people that might want to read your books because like you're sure. saying, and I'm glad that you just said that because it's, there's not that much erotica in it. So, like, when people write, let, let's say, um, 
any of the writers in the past, they write, a, it's a male-driven, let's say, um, murder mystery. But there's sex in it. Mm-hmm. And it could be intense right. sex. But they don't, right. it's just, consi- it's not in there. You don't say that. You know, you say, okay, maybe, you know, there's a love interest. But it's not in that genre. So people are reading yeah, it. it can, but if you put yourself in this, yes, it's very limiting. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I it could be often be very, um, very jarring for readers who go into it expecting one thing and something very different. Uh, you know, I right. I found uh, you know just in reading reviews, uh, there were some that expected something, especially with my initial two, they expected something much much steamier. And I'm not, I'm more of a slow burn author to be perfectly honest with you um i i appreciate the slow burn and so they went into those those early reverse harems expecting you know sex within the first 10 percent, and that's not me and um you know i it was in the reviews (laughs) well you know and and that's the other thing right no because that's the other thing well that's why see because then if it were just in the romance let's just say, which they're still listed probably in the romance, but right. I mean, if they're in the romance and they didn't, so people would just read the book rather than expecting anything special. They would just read it for the story, whatever story you have. And that's really what every author wants to do is write a good story. So I, I think that is, that is probably something that needs to be changed somewhere along the line because it is unfair well, because even when people are horror writers, they go, oh, I don't want to read horror. And I have a lot of horror writers on, but they're just deep, dark thrillers. I mean, it's in, yeah. and there could be horror in another, but so people say, oh, I can't read that or I don't want, you know, and that's the problem is picking genres and putting them in a certain category that people will, won't even look for. So I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, it, it helps. It's really good. It helps, you know, as, as people um, become more adept at writing to market, I mean, it, it really, truly does help if you understand your market, you understand your readers, and you deliver what your readers want. My uh, more current reverse harems, they they absolutely deliver what readers want. They're spicier. Um, when When a reader picks up a reverse harem, they're looking for the fantasy. They're looking for the spice. And so I've, I've really, I've tried to make sure that even though I'm giving them a strong, strong plot, I'm also mm-hmm. giving them spice because that's what they want when they read a reverse yes, harem. They do. Um, so, you know, I've, as, as I grew and developed as an author and I grew to understand that genre more, I made sure that I was mm-hmm. giving my readers what they wanted um, so I kept because you're giving the, a great explanation. I mean, you really are because no, well, I think you. a lot of people will say like, "Oh, I just don't want to read that because it's all sex." Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, I, and I, just, you know, I make sure that I I keep my slow burn to the other genres that I write. So, you know, I just I'm, I I just try to really honor what my readers are looking for. And that's so like that's how, just you know, you know, you've done it three years. How did you get all your readers? Because this is a this is a problem oh. for everybody. Because you don't you know it's getting the reader, but it's really hard. I mean, you get readers, but well, then to it is have hard. them to hold them. Yeah, it it is hard. It is hard work. 
Um, yes. It is not something that happens overnight, not unless you just happen to write <laughs> an incredible book that, that just, you Which know, doesn't I mean, it's just market. one in a million. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like one know, in a million. I have, I have a great friend, that, and that happened for her, and <laughs> it does happen, but it's, it, like you said, it's it does. one in a million. Um, I, and that's the thing, uh, right? That's the thing. Nobody knows, and you don't know when you're writing. If all of a sudden right. that book goes so hot that everybody wants it, which everybody right. wants that to be them, but it doesn't yeah. always happen. I'm, but that doesn't I'm very stop people. Be, yeah, I'm. I'm very fortunate to be in a position to have to have worked and to be working with people um, that 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 has happened to and who have yeah. also just simply worked hard and I I can see both sides and I'm just plugging away and um, I know that I can do is just to keep writing just just write yeah, the next that's book right. that's right um, that's right I did I did a co-write with uh, a good friend of mine for whom that happened Jennifer Hartman uh, yeah. she, she wrote she wrote the book Still Beating. I was good friends with her at the time, and uh, we actually wrote um, Entropy together. But I watched her her just climb like overnight with with Still. Well, how do you think that happened though? I mean, what I mean, what, what, what I, well, what, I, you know, I, can how, tell you. I mean, is I there a reason you could see it happened? Yeah, yeah. like she had great. Facebook ad for Still Beating before it ever came out. And mm. that catapulted the book into people's awareness. And then they read the book. And it just continued to decline yeah, because it moment, was such a right. phenomenal book. And <clears throat> so it was it was the combination of a, a stellar ad and a stellar book. And that's that's all it took. Um and how long ago it, was this? How long ago was this? That, that, um, that was lately, probably, I, w- I would say maybe two years ago. Oh. Uh, but but she was able to, it, she kept writing when that happened. She didn't just sit back and rest on her laurels or anything. She kept right, on right. working hard. And, you know, one book after another. And, uh, you know, things just happened for her after that because she was working hard. And, you know, I'm so, so proud of her for everything she did and, um, you know, her great business acumen and um, just, you know, she did everything right. I, I just incredibly proud of her for that. And then you have um, so a combination of, of, I guess, like skill as far as the, you know, crafting the ad and talent as far as writing the book. And um, I'm, I'm not going to call it luck because skill and talent you know, yeah. I think she really honed in with that ad. But then a lot of hard work, too, as far as capitalizing on those two things. And then you have people like Delta, and I, I edit for Delta. Um, oh, you Delta do? Oh. Yes, Delta she keeps me very busy. Yeah. When, when I think of anything, I go, okay. But Delta just says work, work, work. But yeah, and and it works for her, and she really is. I mean, yes. there's no doubt, you know. And I think she's missing Delta the show, so I'm probably good. I don't know what happened, why she's not here, but I'll probably have her on again. Hopefully, you'll come on too, because. But I just sent Susie a message, sure. and maybe she'll come on now. 
I I don't know what happened, but but Delta, I'm, you're right. She the minute I met her, I went and and I just love talking to her, and I talked to her phone off because she's so instrumental for people in telling them to just work and just don't give up. She just yeah. she started after a full time job. Yes, and yes. and, and she blossomed. She's these people. Like she, um, you know, she's got a great team, first of all, but she's one of these yes. people that really got a wonderful team. Under- yes. Her market. Here. <laughs> yes. That yeah, might her be marketing. Easy. Yes. <laughs> it might be. Okay. Wait but a minute. She, she's able to, to look at what her readers want and deliver it and deliver it consistently and um, like time and time and time again. And so, you know, I, I look at what she's doing and I, you know, she's, she stays in her lane and she just keeps on giving it to him over she and over and over again. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and that's a good thing. I think, is Susie, are you here? I am here. Yes. Hi. Oh, hi. You know what? Delta, Delta's not here. Hi. <laughs> to meet you. Um, I, I had, I, I had do noon, not. I had noon in the. I had noon in the email. Yeah, I know, and I sent you a message. I know. I I set the show for 11. I I had said this at the beginning, so I'm just going to repeat it. (laughs) Oh, here's Delta, too. Wait a minute. Tell her, too. Oh, my God. Delta, wait a minute. I think Delta, is that you? It is. Okay, hi. I was talking. Susan just came out. All right, so I'm just. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Lori's been doing a great job. Okay, so this is what happened. On the, I set it for 11, and then I looked, and it said 10, because you're on all of, you are on the East Coast, so when I saw it on mine, because mine comes up at Central Time, so then I changed it because I've been doing shows at 11 and noon and whatever, because I've been changing for everybody. So I'm going to probably have to make one time and that like I used to have because you know I yeah. just what I said at the beginning because people that live on the west uh you know in California and one of the west coast it's eight o'clock for them. So this is not good. That's why I do some at noon because it's nine o'clock. I used to do afternoon shows. After 20, 15 years of doing this, I keep switching around. So I think it, I have to make a definite decision. But I don't want, you know, because some people just can't come at certain times. So that's why I keep changing. Yeah, I but I, I think that might be not in my, anybody's best interest. So uh, welcome it's, to the show. Uh, thank <laughs> and you. we've been just talking. So I want... Um, Susie, we, Delta, we were talking about you, whether you were, it didn't mean if you were here, we were just talking about you. Anyway, so we started but, but your intro. Was why, why some people are, you know, they, they hit that, that success mark and why others don't. Like how some people find their readers and other people just, they never quite seem to get there. And, and so I was holding you up as an example, you know, you, you, right. You write to market. You you understand yeah. what your readers want. You deliver it. What always gets me is when I hear writers say sort of defensively and like somehow they're better than other people. I won't write to market. I'm going to write what I want. Well, I write what I want. It just, <laughs> you know, I just shape it so that it is to market and, and that it will get people to read it because if you're writing – trying to make a living at this and not writing what people want to read, you're banging your head against the wall. Yeah. 
I mean, there's so many genres. I mean, who knows what who knows what anybody wants to read? I mean, there's so many people out there. You can find an audience. I mean, you know. All right, Susie, just say hello to Sunny, and it's, I'm glad you made the show. So, thank. You. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Susie Webster Franio. Is my actually my married name. Uh, my pen name is Susie Webster, and I am a somewhat new author. I published my first book in 2019, and I'm a longtime event planner. I've been an event planner in Charleston since 2007, and uh-huh. um, I uh, just published my most recent book, which I think is book number like seven or eight, um, uh, which came out on Tuesday called Palmetto Passion, and it is the fifth full-length novel in my Low Country Liaison series, which is set in my my hometown, my chosen hometown of Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm also producing the Lust in the Low Country Romance Con, which is coming to Charleston next weekend on October uh, 6th and 7th. So very busy right now. Which is why, which is why you're, and all, why you're and here now. All, and all of you are going to be in it. Yes, everybody's going to be there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's exciting. I'm going to be surrounded so by queens all... everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. So okay. uh, you want to t- say any more about that, just so people know about that if they're in that area? Sure. I'd, love to. I'd love to. So basically okay. the festival is a celebration of readers, writers, and all things romance. The first day, which is Friday, is more focused on authors. And we kind of pride ourselves on being a festival that encourages new, newer and emerging authors to participate in our book signing on October 7th. Um, we do have a submission process, and they submit to be a part of it. And we also bring in more established um, authors as well um, that have had success and are best-selling authors so that they can kind of commingle and bring in a lot of their reader fans so that the reader fans can find new authors. So it's kind of a mix of established and best-selling authors and also some newer authors. And then Friday we do um, workshops all day. We have different kinds of sessions, and it's mostly focused on indie and self-published authors. And we have Mm -hmm. some amazing sponsors that will be there to help authors with anything from marketing to subscription services, all different kinds of things that are really hot and relevant right now for authors. And then we Sounds have great. our established author, authors that will be talking more about, like, the creative writing process and writing sex scenes and all these different kinds of things. So it's a really fun networking author day Friday, and then Saturday is, like, a big book signing day. We have readers coming all over the country. We have authors coming from all over the world. So it's really Pretty pretty cool. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My friends well, want to I mean, go to there for a trip. My friends want to go to a trip one of these days. I'm not a flyer, but I, I mean that is a place because everybody wants to go there because uh, you know that's what I hear. So it should be really exciting for you guys. Yeah, it's well, the best city in America, in my opinion. But um, I'm not originally from here, but I've lived here since 2006, and I would never live anywhere else. I just love it. I just love the yeah, I love the beauty of the place. I love the people here. I love the culture and the the food is next 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 to none as far as oh, especially considering the size. Yeah. So. 
So Rachel Hanna is somebody I read. So um, she writes that type of, you know, the sweet romance and whatever. So, I, I mean, she writes a small town. So, and I live in Chicago, but I'm, I, I do like the idea now of small towns. So, you know, it seems like um, a lot of people, sometimes you just want quiet. You know, we're all, I like, I'm in Chicago. So, I mean, people that live in places like I do, when you go to other places like that, it's like a really time you could relax. It's a whole different atmosphere from what I've heard and seen and read. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It was, it's, it's a lot busier now than it was in 2006, but I'm from the northern yeah. Virginia, like oh, yeah. Washington, D.C. area. So oh. I, I'm from Virginia, like Lori. And so it was interesting when we first moved here to see how quickly we kind of grew our circle and just you'd walk down the streets of downtown Charleston and you'd see like four or five people that you know. It was such a surreal thing coming from a more spread out area that that would happen all the time and it still does i still right. i still will go downtown and um and i know so so many people here from doing events for so long that it's kind of fun that's to so run great. into somebody that haven't years yeah it's really neat yeah, it's a great town yeah. it's a, definitely one of the most popular tourist destinations in the united states for sure yeah no, that's what i've heard i did uh so delta yeah, uh, we did talk a little bit about so just mention a few of your little <laughs> that you have like five million books. So okay, so, so <laughs> this is you know because when I think of like I think oh uh, when I think of pushing myself I think of you. <laughs> so let's hear a little bit about you first because we heard from the other two. Uh, and I feel I, I think it's going to be a great time for all of you. I think it's great that you're all going to be there. I do too. I, I, I'm really excited to to have been be allowed to come. I had uh, two other things, three other conferences that had all rescheduled from when COVID was big on the yeah, same weekend. Yeah. So I had four conferences. I think it yeah. should say something to people that with all those conferences, I chose to go to this one. This was the yeah. one that wasn't rescheduled. This was the one I had to pay to come to when I'd already paid yeah. everybody else. And I chose to come to this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it seems like a great. It seems it like it's going to be great. It, it meant a lot to me. So, yeah. Um, I think people that watch, listen to your podcast, you know, know me. I've been writing since 2018, and um, this past May I had my milestone of my 100th book. Um, and um, I love what I do for a living. I've been very fortunate. Um, I think there's a lot that goes into being successful. I think it's the right marketing. I think it's this. I think it's that. And I do think it's a little bit of luck. I mean, there have been series that I started sort of as a lark, as a standalone, and then sort of blew up on me. And so that's what I've done. And when something is successful, I write it, you know, and I have a lot of fun writing it. And um, I listen to readers. I I have a... a group of readers that I call my critical readers that I chose because they're the ones that I know are going to tell me the truth. If something isn't working for them, they have no problem saying, this doesn't work for me or you missed the mark or, and I mm-hmm. take a look at that. Uh, and if only one of them says that, it's, you know, it's, that can be negligible. But if all six of them say the same thing, there's a part of me that goes, okay, apparently I've missed the mark. I need to do something about that. And so I do rewrite and I'm, you know, infamous for them. And uh, this week was really thrilling and reminded me why you should have backups because I had a computer crash and killed my book. 
Oh, oh my God. I wondered what was Really? Oh, my God. That's, oh. Oh, my God. Um, it was probably, I had probably six or seven chapters, and they're just gone. Uh, it'll be oh, easier yeah. to rewrite them. I had to buy a new computer, had to get that set up and up and running, and it's just been one of those weeks. You know, you just sort of look at it. Well, that's, a bad, that's, a, bad, okay. that's a bad week. You know, if if anybody would look at my computer, it, it's really kind of impossible to look at it because I have copies and copies of everything, and it's so confusing. You can't, I can't even find which is right. So now I write new. This will use this one, use that one, because I am so afraid of losing something. Because one time I did, and that's all you need is one time, and then you become kind of like, oh my god. And because it's, but I do, I used to, I don't print out as much as I did before, but I used to print out everything every day just in case. No lines. It's scary. I, copy. I, I, I like, I, I write on my phone. I better about using the cloud or having an external hard drive. I do, on I do hybrid. like everything on Google Docs now. I'm, I'm yeah. so scared of losing something. Yeah, I, I yeah, write on Google Docs yeah. as well. I, I've never lost anything. The only thing I lost yeah. was a, a, a Word document that I had edited. <clears throat> so. Mm, right, um, yeah, so because, right, Google Doc, yeah, because I'm on there too. I'm, I, you know, I have programs everywhere, you know, and so, so it, this happened to me when I was doing a screenplay. So, but, you know, you don't have as many copies of that, but then I just redid that. But a book is different. So uh, it, it's scary. That's and it's very upsetting. And to anybody that that yeah. has happened to, we all get it. We get it because it doesn't come back the same way. It just doesn't. But I'm sure in your case, it'll be fabulous no matter what because you have. Well, I, I tell myself do... it'll come back better. And the interesting yeah, right. thing is, I don't think you have to lose something in order to be sympathetic to somebody who did. I think it's most writers' worst nightmare. Oh. So when yes. I said, yeah, oh, yeah, I lost the book, people go, oh, my God. They may never well, have lost freak. anything yeah. themselves, but, boy, they sure know it's what that true. feels like. Uh, it's that scary. Of like how can, how can you replicate those words? And even if you rewrite yeah. the words, are they going to be as good as the other words that you wrote? And maybe they'll be better, but how will you know? And, yeah, it's it's not a right. good feeling. Exactly. That's right. How will you know? Well, that's the question. You won't know that, but that's the question. Right. But it, it, you know what? It kind of it's like all of what you wrote is in your head, so it'll come out easier mm-hmm. probably this time. We just we that's just it. have to move forward and take the, yeah. I know take the mindset <laughs> going to be better. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be know, better. I mean, yeah. I can either dwell on oh my god, oh my god, or I can yeah. say, well, that wasn't good. Let's do something else. Yeah. yeah. And move forward. That's, right. That's all I can do. I mean, I have no That's other right. option. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, just, I mean, Delta it's just will rewrite those. Delta will, re- Delta will rewrite those seven chapters in like an hour. <laughs> 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 just kidding, Delta. I'm not uh-huh. really that. One of the things I was telling to the computer guy when we're looking at different computers, I said the problem is that one of the things I like about the HP is it has bigger keys. And he sort of looked at me, well, A, I'm not a small woman, and I have really large hands, and I have long nails. So that's one. But two, I type, the last time somebody gave me a speed test in typing, not, not on a keyboard, but on a typewriter, I typed 180 words a minute. 
So I type yeah. really fast. I have yeah. to have something that will keep up with me. And right. he was like, and he sort of looked at this one computer. He goes, yeah, that's not going to work for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was very, very nice. So I got that set up, and we're back in business. And, well, you know. Well, because all these computers, everyone, like I have, you know, anything you get that's newer is different than what you've had. And um, I have had, I have a few at a time sometimes, and that I have a few of everything. This is my main problem. I'm not going to get into all my main problems, but that's one of them. My other one is on my Facebook pages. Somebody was asking me today uh, why I'm not on something, and I'm, I'm on too many things. So that's what I would like to ask everybody. What is when is it too much? I mean, I I don't think it ever is because when you watch, you need, there's just different people all the time. But then yeah. I keep getting different teasers and whatever because I do get bored. That's me, though. So how does everybody feel about that? How much is too much? Or is it not this enough? Is, this, is not a, this is not a good time to ask Susie that question because <laughs> it feels like everything is too much at this moment in time. But yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I per I personally choose, I choose to pick like two platforms that I really put my majority of my focus on. And for me, that's Facebook and Instagram, because that's where most of my readers are. And so I might throw up a TikTok video now and again, or I'll hire somebody to do TikTok videos for me, because I'm like, I just can't do everything. So I pick the ones where I feel like my fan base is spending most of their time and I focus on yeah. being present in those in those places. So that's just me. I yeah. agree. I think you have to Lori's a the idea that you Lori. can do everything all by yourself with no help is in my opinion ludicrous. I think yeah. you can when you first start, but even then doing all of the social media and all of the advertising and all of the things and then finding I think what happens with a lot of writers is they focus so much on that, they lose time to write. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I hear writers saying all the time, I don't have time to write. I don't have time to write. And I think, and if you'd get off Facebook for most of your day, you would have. You know, right. I check in with Facebook, but I also write the whole time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but I think, I, I'm, I'm the first person to tell you I don't do everything for myself. I'm really... I'm very clear about that. I have a great team of people. Um, uh, Lori is one of them. And I, I'm, I'm grateful that they do their jobs as well as they do, and I don't have to tell them how to do anything. They just run with it, and right. I get to sit back and, 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 and do my thing. And I'm extremely grateful for that. Well, that's, that's yeah, huge because that is a problem for people. Go ahead. And sometimes you have to weigh the time versus the money it's going to cost. I mean, mm-hmm. I just watched a like a tutorial on Bookbrush, and they have this like hourly service or something. And I was looking at the cost of what they charge to make different things on Bookbrush, and I'm thinking to myself, "Holy cow, that's a deal! Like, I, my, how much time I would spend doing that, and then I'm going to pay yeah. these people to do it like dollars. I mean, it's nothing." compared to how yeah, much time yeah. I would spend making one Instagram post. I'm like, so right. sometimes you just kind of kind of smack yourself on the back of the head and go, you know, it may be fun to play on Book Brush, but is that really the best use of your time, Susie? Like maybe you should pay this person $100 a month to do all of these yeah. ads and things for you. Right. You know? Yeah. Some of that stuff can take all day. 
at the minimum. It does. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 So, Lori, what what do you, what do you do yeah. for all of this? This is uh, posting. This has been a you have a PA. Year. Um, I do have a PA. I pay her quite a bit every month, and uh, she's, she's a godsend because I have, um, it, and it gets worse every year. I, I have pretty bad ADD, and I have uh, a, a hard time staying on on task. Um, and I, I do more than just write. I edit, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. It, it's yeah. So I I work literally from the time I get up in the morning, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock, until the time I go to bed at night. And I'm a mom, um, single mom. So you know, my my days are uh, they're they're jam packed. And this year, I didn't intend to, but I ended up really packing it full because I took on a co-write um, while I already had another co-write scheduled and I had already decided to rewrite a backlist series and really shape that up and so you know I've already published 10 books and I have an 11th coming out in November and uh, you know I feel like my head is about to spin off my body (laughs) right now uh, yeah. See, that, that's the other thing. I mean, I mean, I do think everybody. You know, I've had several shows in the last few years because of COVID on stress, and we never had shows like I never had shows like that. But there's so much stress that everybody's feeling in so many different ways now. You know, what are the ways that we can all, you know, try to make it? I mean, when you're saying you have a full day like that, so. Physically and mentally, it's too much for people. That's the whole point of all of this, the, the ads, the yeah, marketing, the, all of this, and writing and doing the job. I mean, so how long can people continually do this constantly? Yeah, I've you can't. To, having the PA to delegate tasks to helps a yeah. ton. I have also started, like, forcing myself to stop working on weekends. Um, it doesn't yeah. always work. Like, I find myself... Uh, trying to write on weekends or do, you know, just some little things that I didn't get done during the week or that kind yeah. I have a hard time not working, in other words. But yeah. it helps for me to draw lines and to create boundaries, even if it's just for myself. Um, but, like, I find that I, I have to stop sometimes and just turn the TV on and zone out for a little while. <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. like, go do some laundry or go play with some decorations or cook something even, you know, just do little things that, that give, that give me joy. You know, I, I like fooling around with the house um, to decompress as far as my brain is concerned, just turn the brain on right. for a little while. Right. And it's hard for all of I, us to do that. I think a lot of us are just yeah. continually thinking in our minds. And I'm wondering yep. what other people do. Like when I'm somewhere or, or getting dressed, I'm thinking of my characters and this. And I wonder what other people do. You know, do they think of other things or do they just, I don't know, do they just like watch TV without thinking of anything? I, I, I want to be that way, but it doesn't always work for me to just zone into one thing. I'm always thinking about something else, which isn't great, but I think a lot of authors do this. 
try doing something with your hands. Uh, I, I found like if I have the TV on and it's hard to turn my brain off, if I do some embroidery, that helps because oh. I'm still double tasking, multitasking. So yeah, it, right. it, it yeah. helps. Um, but yeah, it, because of the, it's an ADD thing. I have to, yeah. I have to multitask. But, yeah, see that. I'm sure a lot of people don't know that they have that, that they do. Because I hear everybody on my show, you know, everybody's doing this. I mean, all off, the authors that I've had on my show, we all know we do too much. But uh-huh. then again, and but you have to find out what is, like what Delta was saying before, is you do have to pay for help, you know, uh, uh-huh. because if you think yeah. you can, you know, and that's the thing. You have to, if people say, oh, no, I don't want to pay. But I've had people on my show say something that really just resonates all the time. They go, if people, you know, for teasers, for things like that, you know, they people don't even want to buy books anymore because they want to wait for it to be free. And people, like they would say, someone said, they go to Starbucks, they buy a coffee for $6. But then they want your book to be not even not, not even 99 cents. They want it free. I so I think this is for authors so another problem. It is a problem because you can't always do everything for free. You have to pay people and just the same authors should be able to make money from writing. Well, sure. And I part of the problem is that we have been so willing to make our books free. You know, it's fed into yeah. a culture of free. And and part of that is because uh, Amazon, <laughs> yeah, Amazon yeah. Has, has led us into yeah. the culture of free, free. Okay, you know, but, in, at the be- when we were talking at the beginning of the show, when Lori was just and we were just mentioning some things about genres and you know how Amazon does this. You know, you have to say, like you were saying in your books, it's not really that erotic or anything like that, and there's not that many sex scenes. But then again. Like I think, like Delta's book, you have new books coming out, like our murder mysteries, right? Delta, I, I, that's mm-hmm. a new thing. That, yeah. that is correct. So, I, you want to talk about that a little? Because I remember when I started years ago with screenplays, I I didn't realize. So I think new writers sometimes go, "Oh, I'm going to write a a, a murder mystery," but you can have a little humor in a mystery. You can also have, you know, just. Uh, sex, you can have a lot of different things in it. Because I think if a new writer starts, sometimes they think, oh, I'm going to write a murder mystery, and I'm not, and they don't have anything that's a little lighter. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because this, I think, could be for people out there listening that are new writing. They just think they have to stick to not, not like you can have a romantic thriller or romantic suspense or mention that a little for people. Because I think that's a problem for new authors as well as season if they're changing their genre? I think for a lot of people, they if they're going to put a sex scene in, they think that that's what the book is about. And I see and read and hear about a lot of books that come out that are nothing but a, a, a string of sex scenes yeah. with a very thin line that they call a plot that isn't really, stringing them together. Mm-hmm. And, and for some readers, that's, that's really what they want. And that's okay. That doesn't make them or the writers bad. But that's not what I write. I write real character-driven pieces. Um, and when I was with a publisher, he sort of wanted a certain amount of sex, and he wanted a certain amount 
with a certain number of pages and a lot of other things. And so you did that, and it was very successful because you established the readership you have. But when I went into you and wanted to expand my readership, I really started looking at what I wanted to do and how I wanted to evolve, and that's what I'm doing. I think there will always be some sexy, steamy stuff in my book because, frankly, that's what I like to read. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's just what I like to read. So I write what I like to read. Um, but I think it's, I think you have to decide what you want to do. The biggest thing is I think you have to let readers know what to expect. I think a lot of authors get into trouble and they bounce all over the place. And mm-hmm. like they'll do a book, they'll do something in an anthology, but it has nothing to do with their backlist. So somebody reads their thing in an anthology and thinks, wow, this is really good. I want to read this person. And they go to their backlist and there's nothing like it. Nothing. Well, that's a, that's just, an interesting. Think, that's yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, to say that. You know, because right. that happens. Because disappointed. I think. I think it's part of Lori and I've talked about this before about covers. Your covers have to sort of let. There's a reason why. I mean, you want your covers to be distinctive and all this kind of stuff, but they have to fit that genre so that readers know what to expect. And if yeah. you yep. come out with something that doesn't lead them to that. Readers get resentful, and a lot of them will return the book. And honestly, I think if they're being misled, especially if it's being done deliberately, I think they have a right to do that. I mean, that's not a very popular opinion among a bunch of writers. But I do think that, you know, I look at these things and I – the cover and the blurb leads you to re- think one thing, and then you buy the book, and it's not at all like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to tag onto that. I, I go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. How sometimes you can think you're going to write something, and as at least for me, and or you can tell you this, as the book evolves, it goes a different way on me, and I'm sort of like, oh. But I always make sure that if that happens, that the the cover is still on point, and so is the blurb. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say to yeah. tag onto that, Delta, like. The, the, there was that huge trend going more towards the kind of cartoony, like happy type of covers, which I think you have some of those in your newer ones, your little mystery books that are coming out. And and that's fine. I mean, I love those covers. I mean, I looked at them. I, and I do, was like, too. Oh, be yeah. fun. And I looked, I looked at my books yeah, I and like, I was like, okay. <laughs> I These like covers it. don't suit yeah. any of my books. I can't. I can't do that with my yeah. books. Yeah, but and I like it. I, 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 I like that look. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I like it right. too, but it, but it, but you know when you open up the pages of the book, I mean I yeah. feel like you're kind of expecting like a light and fluffy rom com or you know something that is not so heavy and dark and I don't know I just no matter how hard I try to write a rom com I somehow just end up sliding back into something a little more angsty because I just can't get away from yeah. it because that's what I also yeah. love to read so you know right. uh, as Delta said write what you like to read as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Although yes. I wish I wish I, I could write like Megan Quinn. I do. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't. <laughs> well, I wish I had Megan Quinn. Covers, we decided to go with them because they're, they're, they are they are a departure a little bit from what I used to write. Um, in that they are a really truly more of a cozy type mystery. Um, yeah. But. You know, I'm still going to have the other covers, but it's like I had a cover. I, I listen to readers, and they're always saying, 
We want more female representation on covers, and you know, we want this and we want that, and that's just not the truth. I worry about those covers. I love them, but I got to <laughs> tell you, there's a part of me that's kind of afraid. Um, because you I try just, them and show. <laughs> yes, that is. I mean, I, 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 I love the new feels She's so cute. You know, throw the I spaghetti at the I wall and see what sticks. Yeah. I think they're cute. I mean, I think, you know, and I think people, you know, I, I do kind of think there are sometimes people need to see different types, you know, and that's the thing. You know, I think people are so set in their ways, they don't want to, like, say, oh, I'll read a historical romance or I'll read a horror. When I was an agent, I used to, people would call people for scripts and they'd go, go, what are you looking for now in Hollywood? They go, well, we don't want romance. We don't want um, drama. We don't want murder. I went, like, what, what do you want? They said, oh, well, we'd like, and then they would give a popular name of a movie. I'm going like, well, you, do you think when those people wrote that script that they knew it was going to be that way? You don't know. So, I mean, that's the thing. People just, because I was talking at the beginning, I have a lot of horror writers on the show. And they're great shows. They're regular people. They're not like freaks or anything. And they're wonderful. And they give a lot of advice to people. But I always hear that people say, like, oh, I don't want to read a horror book. But I think people, that's one of the things that they need to sometimes try something else. They might like it. You know, it may be very interesting to them. Because I think that the way Amazon has it is not in anyone's favor, I don't think, for writers. Because sometimes you, you you see something in your on your book that they've decided to put as a you know as a tag, and you don't even know how it got there. But they make a lot of choices, and they that's a bad thing for people because we're not talking about authors; we're talking about readers. Because mm-hmm. readers sometimes get confused of what to read. Yeah. You know, well, will will you read a book with ten I'm... reviews? Well, that, that's what I was going to say. That's why the reviews are so important because personally, before, if I am getting a book from an author that I don't know, I'll go and read some of the reviews to see if what the readers are saying is matching up to the book blurb that I just read. You know what I mean? Oh, because, yeah, uh, right, you know, sometimes, right. sometimes the authors think they're writing something and then you read the book and you're like, wow, that is not at all what I was expecting, <laughs> you know. Right, right. So, that, that that in itself is a is a huge challenge is find you know in, in a paragraph or two being able to describe what the reader's getting into times yeah. what you think in your head you know what you were writing because you it was in your head and you know what it is but the perception mm-hmm. of the reader is completely different so you have to be cautious yeah. with that as well that's why beta readers are great I mean Delta I think that's great to have that kind of team of people reading so they can you know, set you straight when maybe you're going to, they can tell you what they're interpreting from what you think you're writing in your head. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think it's yeah. really critical when you get beta readers that you don't just have people who are, who are going to tell you what you want to hear. I mean, I have a lot yeah. of readers that I love dearly. It would not be good beta readers for me because some of them just wouldn't want to hurt my feelings. And some of them don't really care what I write. If I wrote it, they're going to read it. So that's not, I want those people who are going to say, yeah, you kind of went off the deep end over here, you know, and, and sometimes I want to go off the deep end. Um, and sometimes, but I need to hear that. I need to know what I'm doing. Right. Right. Yeah. We all go off the deep end. 
Yeah. <laughs> trust. It's about trust. It's, it, you trust that the readers, you know, and when you get a good review, you know, it, and they tell you a little bit about, you know, when they're writing the reviews, some tell way too much and, you know, they're just talking. But, you know, you don't need to have a long review, I, I feel, because that I don't care if I get a very long review. But I do like when they mention certain things about my characters that they've liked, because then I know that they've liked what I've, my characters, because that's, I, I write a, mo- mostly about characters, you know, and people, relationships. So if they like them, right. then I'm happy. You know, yep. so that's a good thing. I mean, for all of us, we all write, and, you know, we all want, but when people, I've had many shows when people talk about how bad some people, they put a review in that's not even true, and it's bad, and that's terrible. But then again, it's good to not have all perfect reviews, because then it Mm -hmm. makes you real. Because not everybody likes everything. Right. You know, and that's, that. unless it's really off the beaten path, that Amazon should take off. But they probably sometimes they just don't. But sometimes, and uh, one of mine, they were they didn't like the narrator's voice on my audio book, which I agree with them a hundred percent. I I did make that mistake when I did it, and I didn't. I so seven years. I'm almost done, so I could maybe change the you know change it. But she put that in as the book, not a, because the story. She was talking just about the person's voice, so the book. Anybody wanting to read the book, it shouldn't be in the same review. It should, you know, she shouldn't have put it on Amazon because it's about a review. It's about a, she didn't like the voice. And, but she was right. Yeah. But then that other people might not read the book because of that. But I, you know, what am I going to say? But I, I did agree with her. So I am going to change it. But that isn't necessary to do those things to, for, to people. Yeah, because when they're reading reviews, they don't know. You know, you just, yeah. And I will say, the voice matters. There's no doubt. But seven years ago, when all of everybody started doing audio books, you didn't think as much as you do now. Because I don't like, if I don't like a voice, I may not listen either. You know, and I get that now. But if, but once you go on Amazon, you know, if you're on ACX. It's seven years. You're there. You're hearing well, that voice for the, seven the years. About, the thing about narrators is they really can't kill a book. Yeah. Um, I yeah. have a favorite author that I love her books. I can't stand her narrator, and I won't. I won't yeah. buy her audiobook because yeah. of it. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he's that talented, quite frankly. But yeah. you know, I think you find as an author, people you can again, people you can work with. People you can trust with your yeah um, with your work. I mean, yeah. um, I want to. I have a lot of audio readers, and I want to deliver to them, to my listeners, as much as I want to del- deliver to my readers. So right. it, it. You're right. No, it's true. It, I, it's absolutely true. I agree with that. But you know, and that's the case. You know, you're right because it does matter. That's the thing, how life changes. But some things we do seven years ago, we're not going to do now. You know, and that's yeah, the thing oh, about I life. Like you know. You have yeah, to learn from I your, do. your experiences. Yeah. Oh, I look yeah. at it and go, oh, I would do that differently this time. You know, I mean. Exactly. That's life. Right. 
I have a lot of those things <laughs> that I put in, and then I go, well, but then I think to myself, just move on, because you can't keep, you can't always go back to everything, you know, that's another thing, mm-hmm. you know, which is, if you keep going back, you're not going to be writing new, because you're just so worried about the back, and that that's hard, because I've taken my screenplays and used them in books, the characters, so that for me was an issue, and it still is sometimes, because it turns out completely different, I just use the characters names and who they are but in my head they're what the screenplay was so i think there's a lot of there's just a lot that goes on in a writer's head when we're doing things which is why i have the show because i say the things that i think i did wrong because i think people listening they might just think every all of us think everything we do is perfect and that's not true you know and i think no. they don't realize how hard this is for all of us yeah yeah. Well, when I mean, when you're, writing, when you're writing in your head, you know exactly what's happening and what's happening next. Right. And that's why having an editor is so important, too, because, I mean, yep. even like Lori's re- Lori edited my most recent book as well, and she's like, um, I don't really know who's talking in this little section. <laughs> like, who's talking? Because I, I'm like, well, I know who's talking. <laughs> you know, it's just like putting in the little he said, she said, you know, like yep. sometimes you need to yep. put those in because you might know that it's him that's talking, but the reader yep. doesn't know that. You know? So yep. it's kind of. Yeah, that's a big, I find that to be very challenging is that what translates in your head translates onto the page. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And don't feel bad about that because I do it too. I just went back to check my back matter in one of my books because sometimes I don't always see good read through and I want to, I want to check and see what I put in there to see if it's effective or not. And I was just looking at something. I'm like, what is going on here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) stand behind like over her shoulder or I mean all of a sudden he's right. just there <laughs> I mean we all do it <laughs> it's right. so easy for that to happen yeah yeah it is true so those you read your own stuff you're like what what did I do what am I what am I saying yeah. right now <laughs> yeah. especially yeah, if it's time has passed which, and if you're reading which it like rapidly, months later yeah rapidly so that's the good thing about doing a script the script is here and now the script is here and now yeah. The script, when you do a, like a screenplay, it's here and now. So you don't make those mistakes because you're right in the room. If you're in the, it goes like, you know, you're in the bedroom, you're in the bathroom, you're in the kitchen. You're just, you're there. And they know you're there because, it, you, you know, that's how you do the script. You say where you are, what time of day it is, whatever. But you know, and you don't lose track of where you are or who's in the conversation. But in a book, mm-hmm. you could. Different. Where, like you said, where did they come from? Where did they come from? Yeah. Did God just drop them down there or something? Like, you know, okay, here we are. You know, and that's what that's what happens. But we all make mistakes, I think. Do you want to stay on a little longer? Because you both came on late. I mean, it's 11, but, I mean, it's 12 for you guys. I'm not going to make everybody screwed up. Are you fine? Okay, Susie? I'll be, you know, I'll be yeah, I'm good. I'm... Okay, Lori? I'm fine. All right, we'll just all right, we'll just go over. All right, we'll just go over. We didn't all get together for the yeah, we'll go. So I mean so you know, all of you are successful and you love what you do. What kind of advice would you give to people listening? Because I, I mean I think people sometimes they don't know the right questions to ask of if they're just starting out and they just see that dollar sign. 
in front of mm-hmm. them that they think they're going to make money. So what would you say, like at the first step of your writing careers, you know, how did you manage to just keep going? Because that is hard uh, for people to keep I going. Think- New writers need to find um, good author groups and uh, and good authors to to model themselves after, to model their careers after, and um, uh, you know not necessarily like to leech on to and you know beg them to mentor them and that kind of thing unless they you really want to, but just to to follow and observe and learn from. I see, you know, there a lot of newer authors in different groups asking, um, I'm not going to say silly questions because there aren't necessarily silly questions, but just like yeah, not really. jumping, right. yeah. right. jumping into yeah. things and doing things and spending money on things when they really just need to be sitting back and watching and learning and and growing before they just jump in feet first. Um, I, I I did so much research and so much watching other people do things before I did anything. You know, while I was writing a book, I just watched other people. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I cannot stress that enough. Just watch yeah. other people that know what they're doing and learn from them. Yeah. Observe. Yeah. Use your senses. Use your common sense. Um, I think one of the other things people need to I think one of the other things people need to realize is you're not going to make money as an author without spending money. No. I yeah. think I'm going to write yeah. my book. I'm going to put. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm going to buy. You know. I'm going to do my own cover. And some people can, and most people can. Um, yep. And right. I'm not going to get it edited because I can do that, and I've got you know Grammarly mm-hmm. or this or that or whatever program. Mm-hmm. And they don't, and, and so I'm just going to put it out there, and I'm going to make tons of money. Well, that isn't how yeah. it works. I need to break the seed. Yeah. This isn't how it works. And I no. see people spending, they'll go out and spend $1,000 on an exclusive cover image, you know, and, and $1,000 yeah. on their image. And I want to say to them, do you know how many books you have to sell to pay for that? But they won't right. pay for, for an editor. They'll say, oh, well, my, you know, my great aunt Martha has always read Harlequin. You know, well, I'm glad for your great Aunt Martha, but that's not okay. And you need to find yeah. an editor who, A, you can trust, B, you can understand, and they understand you, they get you, and they do a good job, they work as hard as you do, and that they're in your genre. Because what works for horror doesn't work for romance. And you need, or at least I as an author, need somebody who will say to me, yeah, that's nice, that's not going to work. You know, and yeah. you have yeah. to let go of this is your baby. Well, Lori yeah. can tell you because she's heard me go off on this. The worst thing you can <laughs> say to me is this is my baby or this is my art. It's like, no, yeah. it's my work mm-hmm. problem. No. You know, this, yeah. is, this is yeah. what I sell. And that doesn't make me, I don't think, mercenary. I think what it makes me is um, that other people are going to be spending their money on what I'm creating. And I need to give them the well, best product I can. Well, and it's just like in real life. You know, your child can be your baby, but you don't want to raise them to grow up to be a snowflake in the world. You want to raise right. them up to be strong and powerful and be able to live, stand on their own two feet. And it's the same with a book. I mean, 
that book could be your baby, but the book needs to be able to stand on its yeah. own and, and tell the story and attract the readers. And it was always very, it was shocking to me. And I, the same thing happened again this year with Lit is that we would have these new authors that would submit their, their, themselves to be a signing author at our event. And we do want to embrace the new authors. It's very important. But your books also need to be professional. You need to be yeah. professional. You need to have, yeah. for God's sake, at least have an author page on Amazon, if nothing else. You don't even have that. Right. Are you kidding? And when you yeah. tell them, you're like, listen, you're not ready to be a book signing author this year, but we would really, really love for you to come to our workshops on Friday. And we only have a yeah. certain number of additional tickets for that. But we would love yeah. you to come to that so you can learn how to get yourself to where you need to be to be one of our book signing authors. I mean, I say it right. in a nice, really nice way. Not a single solitary one, let me tell you. Not one single one of the authors that we have turned down has decided to come and go to the book signings. Are you? Listen, I can believe that because <laughs> I've had shows with when we're going to directly talk about one specific, like even if it's a topic that they need to, that they really should be listening to. And then they don't. You know, so now I've, that's why we have off-the-cuff discussions. We go into, you know, when Lori, when we were first on, she was asking me whatever questions you have. I don't have questions. I've done shows for 15 years because I am going off the authors that I have on because I want to hear what they have to say because I am learning from them. So when wow. I put, let, let's say I go into an author group and they go, oh, you can't post your podcast. I'm thinking like, what's wrong with you? You know, why are you not letting me put my post in? Because there's authors in here that could actually learn from the authors that are on my show instead of people telling them the wrong thing. Because that's why I don't like a lot of these groups. I'm listening to the group. I, I go in and I go, what are they doing? They're telling them really horrible advice. But this is how it is. You know, I mean, and people really need to hear because I, every time I have authors on, I learn. And so when you think you don't have anything to learn, you might as well just quit because that's not true. Every, like, like I said, seven years ago, I learn all the time of what to do from other authors. Yeah. So I think this is what people have to do. Right. Like, it's not surprising, though, that they wouldn't want to learn the right way. Yeah. They're just well, going to figure what it out. I know. We made the we made the right decision rejecting that person because it's not. Oh yeah. yeah you know, yes, you, right. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put a, an author next to Lori White or Delta James, or Jennifer Hartman, who uh, you know is not a professional person and has right. had their books professionally edited and so on. I mean, I don't want. I don't want that. Right. You know, that's right. that's going to make my event is going to bomb because all these readers yeah. are going to come and they're just going to by authors from Loria Delta, and they're going to stop being interested in the new authors because the last two times they right. came, they didn't find anything of value. And I've been right. reading, like I, I can't read as much as I would like right now, but I've been trying to read as many of the authors that are coming, the newer authors, and I am continually surprised by how good their books are. I'm, I'm reading uh, yeah. Andrea Janelle's book right now, and her writing is gorgeous. And I mean, you know, I I saw how many reviews she had on Amazon. I'm like, you know, this is some beautiful writing. This is a a really fantastic book and very well edited. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just 
of the difference between a top tier best selling author and then a you know, a lower mid list or a lower tier author is money. It's inability to yeah. throw a lot of money at ads. Sure. You know, to gain yeah. that ability. So, you know, it's not necessarily like talent. That, that's a, that, let, let's talk about that for one second because the ads. Okay. So I had two authors on the other day and we were talking about I have had books done Babel Cube that are uh, Italian, Spanish, whatever, which all of you, you know, I know Delta, you have books like that, right? You know, with some other languages. So they they were saying that what I they do, which I, I just wasn't thinking right about it because I really was, I just wasn't comfortable like pushing those that much. But then they said, put it in like Argentina. Okay, or someplace like that, put an ad, put a, a boost or whatever. And I was shocked how many people came in just like that on an ad, you know, on a boost. But it hit the right place. So that's the problem. You have to figure out what the right place was. I wasn't really, you know, I think with Babelcube and those, you know, even the audiobooks, you know, it's up to us, the authors, to push the book. So... I started to do that, and then I see all these people coming in that I have no idea who they are, which I love, and but it's because I put it in another country, not just here. So I, I had right. thought about it years ago, and then sometimes it goes, oh, it's too broad, but then I just went, fine, I'll just do Argentina or Israel, whatever you want to do, you know, but and it was then a, It was I'll, written in English, but you advertised it to Argentinians? No, it was written, in, no, it's written in, no, it's it's translated in okay. Spanish or Italian, okay. but I think that somebody was on talking about that, uh, Jean Jokanum, she was talking about it. And I said, mm, I'll try it. And I did. So I didn't even think that much. I just let it go. And then once she said it and I did it, I'm thinking, this is good. So I learned something from her. She was on my show, and I thought, well, I'll try it. And I did. And I was shocked how much better it is. So that's the thing. Well, and at the, what we're all, go ahead. I was going to say, at the end of the day, if you're going to throw your entire retirement savings at Amazon ads or whatever you're, 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 whatever no. you're paying for as advertising, you better be damn sure that your book is going to catch on to people because, I mean, right. I've seen authors right. that were hot like a couple of years ago and who had put, you know, half a million dollars in, I'm not going to name any names, but put like a well, half a million dollars in ads. And if you read any of their books, they were god-awful. And they're not no, that's, doing nearly that's, as much no. A ago. Right. That is so, right. And that is one risk. of the reasons I do my show because when I was an agent, I saw people would come to me after they made all these mistakes. I, I stopped doing books after a while, but the book people, certainly when independent publishing came in, you know, people would be spending like 10 grand and I go, what? And they weren't even getting a book. And I go, and yeah. so I realized out there, People, I get it all day long, the emails of this and that and programs they don't need. And so I would say to people, why don't you just call me? I'll talk to you. And before you do it, don't do it. And then realize that 10 grand later or 20 grand, you're out that money. Yeah. 
So that's what's yeah. sad out there. You're right about that. It's not about spending that much money. That's insane. That's sad, actually. That's, you'll get readers. Are, you, are your readers yeah. going to stick around and next right. time when you're not spending dollars on advertising? Wow. You know, that's a, that's wow. a yeah. And I think a it's, lot of yeah. people have caught and I, there are going to be people, obviously, like Lori said, that are really, really talented and just don't have the money to spend, and it might take them quite a long time, or they finally right. have that special case, like Jennifer Hartman still beating, that just hits with so many people. You know, it just yeah. hits. Mm-hmm. Walking around. I mean, I'm not saying she wasn't spending money on advertising, but, you know, the book stood up for itself, and it it went from there, you know, so... Yeah. I'm pretty sure That's she told me spent $700. Yeah, but you could do it moderately. You could do it moderately. Yeah, you definitely you, can. I think you have you to should. think of. I think you have to think of the author business as a business, or at least that's how I think of it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. and, and any business takes part of its profits, if you will, and invests them back into the business, and that's just right. Yeah. Part and parcel, right. especially when you're getting started you at what believe, you're doing. You have to believe in your product. I mean, you have to believe in your yeah. product. If your product is something you believe in and you're willing to spend the money, you got to make sure you're spending it in the right place. So, again, that right. kind of goes back to hiring the right people, getting the right experts, getting the people who can advise you correctly on where you should best put your dollars that you're spending. And it's important yeah. to educate yourself as an author. You know, you can't just rely that, you know, this, you know, person over here is going to tell you everything you need to do. I ask questions of everyone. I ask questions of everyone about things. Yeah. Like, what do you like? Yeah, I think you the do. other thing you need to do is before you spend the money to take a class or to, to sign up for somebody's program or to pay for a, a, a private call or whatever it is you're going to do, I think you need to look at who's putting it on. I mean, yeah, there right. are people who are putting on and charging a lot of money but they right. that when you Absolutely. look at their reviews, they don't have very many, and they only have three or four books out. And, and you're like, right. really? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of and, that. There's a lot. And I think there are a lot of people who sell an idea to new authors that it's kismet or it's, you know, buying their ad program or it's doing this or it's doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. going to make you successful. No, what's going to make you successful is hard work. It's the basics. It's conquering the yeah. basics of good writing, of good editing, yeah. of good marketing. It's hard work. This is not, there's, I think, especially with romance authors, there's this idea that we sit around in negligees and eat bonbons all day. <laughs> my dogs would love that. That isn't what happens. Uh, they would love that. Only Lori is you know, cracking up over that because I am sitting right now in my flannel shirt and my leggings <laughs> with a bowl of freaking chili. Sit out. Sit out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't dress glamorously when I'm writing. It's not, you know, it's just not that pretty, but it's comfortable and gets me through the day. But I mean, yeah. They think there's some like magic (laughs) secret, and I get some. I've had some pretty harsh feedback from new authors who say I'm not helpful and I won't help them. And no, it's I won't tell them what they want to hear. Right. And you are one. I haven't been doing it long enough to have this huge breadth of experience. I can only tell you what works for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And that's, well, why, and that's, that's why people need to yeah. have help. They need to they need to trust the people, and they need to have help. They need to ask questions. We, we're not born knowing how to do this. I mean, and that's all of us. That's every one of us. That's not. So we've all learned over, over the years different ways, different things that work for us, that don't work for us. But we don't, we don't just like all of a sudden one day you sit there. Well, there's an occasion that happens. You just sit down and write something. But most people, it's not like that. It's hard. You got to be yep. willing to put in the time. Not easy. And the world. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. So, ladies, this has been so fun. I'd like to have all three of you on again together because this has been fun. And we can discuss. Oh, how about if you come on after this, after then, tell us all about how it was. We can start our own trio, guys. We can just be like a package yeah. deal. That's what's happening. If you want, if you want Delta or Susie or Laura, you have to have us all. That's just how it is. <laughs> all, all three of you are together. You will come together, right? So I'll send some dates to you. When it's October, you'll be done October after. I'll add a show or something. Yeah. And while you're on the show, yeah. I'm asking you, what time would you like to have my show? Because I am, I can't, actually, I think this is, okay. I'm pretty flexible, so I can do most any time. If I, okay. if I have enough of advance Del- notice, I'm good. Okay, Delta? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same it's, way. It's here. just today was a crazy day. Yeah, well, and every I'm, day for I'm, me is insane. Prior right? to p.m. in the afternoon because that's when my kid comes home from school. So it's okay. just so you like it now. Got, the, this time. You mean? Yeah. yeah. I actually or, like the daytime. Okay, fine. All right, Great. somewhere around here. Okay, we'll do the noon. No, I think I'm going to stick to the shows at noon for the East because then I just don't okay. have to change it at all. Because, yeah, you know, because it, it is hard. You know, I started doing nice shows. I did them at 8 at night. And I have done shows, well, for, in the, you know, if it's in Ukraine or something, we've done, not Ukraine, in the U.K. or whatever, we've done Israel different times, you know, years ago. And so I'm... I'm okay with always, you know, changing my time because I want people to come. I don't want them to be up. One time I found somebody that they were on the I didn't realize it. And I go, like, what time is it? There was like three in the morning. I go, oh, no, just tell me. I don't want you to be up till three in the morning. <laughs> I know, I know. Because all the show, everybody's different. I, you know, I don't have as many people in Chicago. I have people all over the place, mostly the East Coast. I don't know why that is. I have no idea. But it's mostly the East Coast, which is so strange. Marcia, Maybe because Chicago. Mm-hmm. My dad Maybe. used to live in Chicago. I used to visit him there. Yeah. Really? Oh, cool yeah. Chicago is yeah. a great place. Yep. Yeah. I used I to love think. Chicago, it, I, yes, you do. Okay, guys. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. I'd rather go to Chicago than New York any day. Chicago is a yeah. great city. Yeah. Oh, uh, this has been a very. This has been so fun. So I'm happy to have you. I'll send dates, and then we'll do this together after this. Because I wish all of you luck at it. It sounds like it's going to be great. And you'll have a great time. You'll all be together. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it is. And Susie, feel better. Thank you so much. I'm going to the doctor in about two hours. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Take care. All right. Delta, take care. Lori, nice meeting you. And it was a great show. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.